You're listening to Femrock, a new music-based punk-minded podcast celebrating the women and gender non-conforming individuals working to make the NC music scene more inclusive. If you are a woman or non-binary musician, organizer, individual working within the North Carolina music scene and would like to be on Femrock, email podcast at wknc.org with your information. Today's episode features Erica Libero of Henbrain and Sarah Shook of Sarah Shook and the Disarmers who are the main organizers of Manifest 2016 Music Festival in downtown Chapel Hill. For more information about Manifest Music Festival, check out www.manifestmusicfestival.com. For upcoming podcasts, please follow WKNC 88.1 on SoundCloud, Tumblr, and all other social media. Enjoy listening! Hi, my name is Erica from Henbrain, and I'm one of the organizers of Manifest 2016, and you're listening to WKNC. So what inspired y'all to put this festival together? Oh my gosh. Sarah, you want to start with this one? Why do we do this? Um, <laughs> well, there's a, um, there's a really big discrepancy in the local music scene. Eric and I have been meeting for a while and coming up with different ideas um, for ways to affect positive change in our community and in the local music scene. Um, and one of the things that we've been discussing for a long time is the lack of visibility and representation of women in the local music scene. Um, you know, certainly, obviously, there are there are bands that are fronted by women and have female members, uh, but on the whole, um, they're just, it, there's just a severe lack of both visibility and representation within the local scene um, from women. Yeah, I agree. And like the best thing you can do to like lift up the voices of the unheard, like bottom line, and I've learned this is just give them space and then hand them the microphone. And that's all we're doing really. We're making a space for this and we're handing them all microphones and amplifiers and that's you know how people are going to be heard you know so how long have you guys been planning <laughs> eight months <laughs> <laughs> right, Sarah? yes yes um I, I was just um i was just telling colleen that um i went back through our facebook messages because i wanted to kind of get a, a more specific handle on exactly how long we've been talking about this um <laughs> And it looks like our, our first sort of exchange of messages um, was around the end of March. Um, and it was just like, I got this message from you and you're like, hey, I think that we should meet and talk about things. And I think that you are kind of a like-minded person and I've got some ideas to bounce off you. Um, the first thing that we did together um, as activism partners, uh, we had been talking about making safe space stickers for the um, businesses in our community um, just to kind of make those businesses visible to members of the LGBTQ community. Um, just a very simple, like there's a sticker on the door that tells me I'm safe here and that I'm welcome here and that I'm not going to be discriminated against. Um, and so we were talking about this idea and then HB2 passed and we're like, oh my God, we got to do this now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened. It was like, we were thinking about this idea and then Sarah was like, hey, 
we should do that now. Like now's the time. And I was like, okay, here we go. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. And, you know, we got uh, Miles Murray to design the stickers for us. And, you know, we started the GoFundMe campaign, which, you know, uh, you know, it's funded for everything. So basically it was stickers for the community funded by the community. And we were just, you know, people that delivered those. And it was just really good to see like the community come together and be like, you know, it, pretty much we're not this. And this is a sticker that shows that. And, you know, wherever you see the stickers say you're safe. And that's really played out. You know, I work in town and I've had people come up to me and be like, you know, where can I go that, you know, I'll be okay. You know, I've had out of town tourists come and ask me that at my coffee shop. And I'm like, Hey, I have a really simple answer to that. Like you see the sticker, you can go anywhere where the sticker is, you know, the, yeah, the owners of this business knows what's up and they'll, they'll take care of you, you know? So, so the festival is in downtown Chapel Hill. Uh, what are some cool safe spaces and local businesses in that area? Um, the spotted dog and, um, Tyler's tap room. Uh, I wish we had that list with us here. Yeah, Neil's Deli, it, Open Eye Cafe, Glass Half Full. Weaver all Street. the venues of uh, Manifest are. The station. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Venable, uh, Cross Ties Barbecue. Um, uh, let's see, list off the top of my head. Where else am I thinking? Driotti. Yeah, um, All Day Records, Monte's Art Center. Um, yeah, you know, you can follow Project Safe Space NC on Facebook and you'll see we've been taking a picture at every venue we put or every venue. They're all <laughs> venues, Erica. Uh, every business we've, uh, you know, um, handed a sticker out to. We've taken a picture um, with someone who works there and posted it. So and it's a nice way to kind of promote their business um, and give them a little bit of a bump to say, like, this is this is a safe space. Um, these are people that that kind of get it um, and you're, you'll be welcome here. Yeah, and they're real faces, you know? They're real people. Like, we're here. So, why do y'all think it's important to cultivate these safe spaces within the music scene? Slash, have you ever experienced violence or aggression at a show? Oh, no. You want to go? You, you... Go for it. Oh, my gosh. I have go. I personally? I mean, like, every time I walk into a venue, they think I'm a merch girl. So there's that, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, every time I've usually, the, you know, like, there's not other bands usually mostly dudes. And I don't know. I think I definitely stick out as a sore thumb. I think I wanted to create an environment. And this was really important to me. I wanted to create an environment where you couldn't say, like, hey, I like that one band with a chick in it. Because every band would have a chick in it. And that's the way it should be. Because, like, look at the world around you. I always worry about how, like, if aliens found our media and only our media, what would they think of us? They would, like, not have a correct picture at all. You know? Because there are literally people who are invisible. You know? Like, they just don't exist. Like, to the complexity, like, the capacity that we exist in real life. And that's just not fair. And I think that's why it's important, like to have punk rock and like, you know, people not telling you how to make your music. And we want to at Manifest celebrate that and like bring that spirit. And that was like our first, you know, agenda item was like bring the people with the strongest souls and like their individuality is just like the shining force. And we wanted to bring that into Manifest. So that would be the most powerful feature of it. Absolutely. Um, when we first started talking and making plans, um, sort of sketching out a rough idea of what kind of groups we wanted to play, um, as with any music festival, there was kind of this question of genre, like, well, do we want, is this a rock festival or is this a folk festival or is this a country festival? Um, and I mean, it, it came to us pretty quickly that it really didn't matter 
what the specific genre of the band was as long as the spirit of the music was punk rock. So, I mean, you can be you can be a, a folk band with a punk rock spirit. You, it's all about throwing off the expectations of society and refusing to fit into a little mold or be a cookie cutter band. Um, and it's about that anger, um, just anger at the the injustice of society. And I think that that's mostly the common theme of the the bands that are playing Manifest is just a complete and total, like, just discarding of any societal expectation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going off on that, what does punk mean to you? Oh, man. That's, that's a great question. To me, punk rock is just refusing to walk inside the lines that anyone else would place on you. And to care about people in to the best of your ability, knowing that we're all kind of in this together and people basically are doing the best they can with what they have and what they know. So there's a compassionate side of it that gives space and allows for people that just don't really get it yet, that don't understand what it means to be discriminated against because of your gender or your color or your sexual orientation and punk rock is just the voice that like yells over all the mundane stuff like, hey, like these are people and these it's it's our job to make a space for these people. It's our job to give a voice to the voiceless and and do everything we can to promote them and give them a, a safe space to operate in. Yeah, it's like an undeniable like human spirit like is what comes through. It doesn't matter. Like it's not really a genre thing for me. And it's it's just. I don't know if that offends people, but it's just not. It's about you being yourself and not being told what to do. Punk rock musically was, you know, playing your instruments and making your songs how you want. And I think that, you know, it's that undeniable, like, human spirit that comes through. And that's something that we need to hold up in, like, rock and roll. Like, rock and roll is not meant to be, like, what, you know, the radio wants it to be, what, like, big corporations want it to be. That's, like, that might be the closest we get to our human spirit. And like, that's what we want to celebrate, you know, and that's what punk rock means to me. It's like that unfiltered, you know what I mean? Through I mean, yeah. I mean, rock and roll is not and has never supposed to have been about going on tour to get laid. Like that's total BS. That's not what it's about. Rock and roll, punk rock. That is a, that is something that the world needs. That's important. That has nothing to do with all of the more shallow aspects that it's kind of shaken out to be. Totally. So would you consider yourselves punk? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yes, in that we, yes, in that we're doing everything that we can to bring equality to the scene. I mean, that's, you can, you can dress up like a fucking punk rock. You can, you can, you can dress punk rock. You can walk the walk. You can talk the talk. That doesn't make you punk rock. It just doesn't. If you're not doing everything that you can, if you're not using the resources that you have to affect positive change in your community, what are you doing calling yourself punk? That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, a large part of what I've been saying to myself, like the past couple of years is like no permission, no validation and I think that's pretty punk rock because, you know, we didn't need any permission to do this. And, you know, we reached out like this was completely a grassroots or DIY, you know, or thing that we built. We contacted all these bands by ourselves, you know, and reached out to them. And like, well, this is what we want to create. Do you want to be a part of this? And they were like, yes. 
I mean, a lot of ways, like I feel like this this festival is like a sit-in because it's like I need this space to be created for me and like the women in this you know area as well as you know I and for that to exist, we need all these uh, bands to come and take up space, you know. And like this wouldn't have worked if it was just two bands. And like you know that I think was pretty punk rock to reach out to all these people that we didn't know, and now we're all going to be closer because of it. And you know, it's just it's a movement, really. Like we're all here because we believe in why we're throwing this festival. There's no like, hey, well, you know, this people are going to pay us a lot of money. Like, it was not about that. And Ego and greed are definitely, they have no place in this festival. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like about it is that people are doing it because they're excited about what it means. And they're excited about the ripple effects that it's going to have. Um, and I know that there are other festivals that are doing this kind of thing um, in, in probably more major cities um, but I think it's important for like the smaller the smaller cities to have these sorts of events where, you know, it's it feels perfectly normal and natural to go to a show and every band on the bill has a woman or more than one woman. Yeah, that shouldn't like we don't think that's revolutionary at all to have women in the bands like like that's not like amazing. That's like that is just that's like normal. It shouldn't be normal. Work, like music is for everyone. And like that's just not odd. And the fact that it was odd is like a problem. That's what we're trying to fix here by flooding, flooding downtown with these bands. Like that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Something I say on my radio show sometimes is women are told not to take up space. What are your thoughts on that statement? Do you think it's true? We're taking it. It's ours to take, and we're taking it. Yeah, we're here, and we're proud to be here, and we will take up as much space as we, as we need to. Like, um, Yes, and what we're doing is not about excluding a certain people group. The entire spirit of the festival is inclusiveness. And, you know, there there are certainly, we, we went through, Erica and I went through, like, this kind of, like, struggle where we're like, well, do we want to pitch this as, like, a feminist festival, or do we want to just, like, present this as a completely normal thing and not really touch on the feminist side of it. Um, but I feel like it's important that people know that we're doing this for women. We're doing this to make women more visible and give them more representation in the music scene. But by no means does that mean that men are not welcome or unwanted. Like this is about community and community involves all of us. So the entire point is just making things more equal and bringing in more people. It's not about pushing anyone out. It's about bringing people in and bringing people together in a safe space. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Like that's exactly what it is, you know. And everything is everyone is included and honestly, this is an inclusive festival. Like this is meant to be more inclusive and it's not <laughs> you know, and that's like the bottom line of it. It's supposed to be for everybody. And before it wasn't for everybody. And if this is a women's festival, how many men's festivals have I been to in my life? Oh! That's all I got to say. And I say that directly into the camera. But it's true. Like, think about it. Like, think about all those times that, you know, I, I go to shows all the time and I'd be standing in the venue and there wasn't a single person like me on stage. And like, you know, and I still had fine time relating to it. And I still grew up loving rock and roll. So, you know, maybe like we need to take a look at the real world and this is the real world and we need to push it to become the new world. And I think that by us holding the line, like that's what's going to happen. And, you know, we're just going to be a generation women. We're not going to be pushed around. We're here. Women make up 52% of the population. Exactly. We're the majority. Yep. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> so in your opinion, what does it mean to live life wholly on your own terms? Um, I think for me that means not living my life seeking approval from anyone for anything. 
Um, I feel like I'm, I have a responsibility to myself to better myself, to educate myself and to improve myself. And nobody can do that for me. And nobody knows me better than I know myself, which means that I'm more in touch with my weaknesses and flaws than anyone. So to me, that means that it's, it's my, it's my job. It's my job to improve myself. It's my job to learn about the struggles that minority groups and women face um, in society. And it's my job to kind of utilize whatever assets I have to best further the cause of people that, that really don't have a voice or, or don't really have representation. For me, it's just been a long journey of like stripping away all these societal expectations of what I should be doing, what, you know, and who I should be. And, you know, that comes for everyone in different, you know, depending on what their background is. And I think for me, it was just looking at myself and being like, what parts of me is real and what parts of me has been formed by society? And look, being able to look at that and then look at other people and then look at my whole frame of the world that way and really just break myself of that overarching narrative that didn't include me. So what are some little everyday punk rock things you can do to live your best life? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Fight the patriarchy. Fight the I have one real quick. And this is what I do all the time is uh, actually look at people and talk to them, like really connect with them and like see them. I did this. There was an exercise. I read this online once. Like, look at each person like they're your mother. And I know that's like a weird mental thing. But if you look at each per- person and like really think for a second, like this, this could be my mom. There's like some kind of like empathy that takes over and you're suddenly so connected to them. And then the world becomes like so amazing and you're so present because like you can just be yourself and that person, you know, you can really take in that other person. And I think that kind of connection's like, I think that's punk rock, you know, <laughs> human connection is very punk rock. Yeah. It's very punk rock. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like for me, it's, it's, um, I don't know, like on a, on a day-to-day basis, there are so, so many things that women, um, experience, uh, being catcalled, being harassed. Um, these are daily occurrences for women everywhere. Um, and one of the things that I do is, um, I, I just, I don't put up with it. I don't ignore it. I don't look away from it. I'm like, Hey, you can't talk to me like that. You know? And if, the person becomes angry or belligerent. I mean, so be it. I'm not going to lose my cool. But the point is, like, the reason that society is the way it is, the reason that men feel like they can just say whatever they want to women is because we kind of let them. Because we're raised, you know, we, we are raised, we are taught from a young age to, like, be nice, be kind, be sweet, be demure. And it's like, yeah, well, I will be all of those things until somebody starts saying something inappropriate to me that's unwanted, that's unsolicited. Um, And I just feel like women have the ability to calmly say, hey, you can't talk to me like that, man. You just can't. I think sticking up for ourselves and sticking up for each other also is a big thing. Um, And I, I work a couple nights a week in a bar, and I do everything I can to make that bar a safe space. There have been... A few times where, you know, there there will be a guy and a girl sitting at the bar. They don't know each other. And the guy's kind of coming on to the girl. And her entire body language is just screaming, I really don't want to talk to you. And I'll just walk over and be like, hey, man, she doesn't want to talk to you. Like, look at her body language. Just leave her alone. You can either leave her alone or go someplace else. Basically, those are your two options. Um, but I feel like that's that's something that we need to address. We need to be aware of. Um, we need to stop just like kind of looking down when people say things to us 
and we yeah. need to address and I, it. And I think that's happens. huge because I was definitely taught to avoid, don't make eye contact and just try to stay safe. And like that obviously has just not fixed No confrontation. Anything. And I think that, you know, our job is to empower women to say things and to also like back other women up when this happens. And, you know, and I think being in a bar is a great example. When you see someone else struggling, sometimes it's easier as the extra person to come in and like end that right there. Yeah. You know, and I think that empowering each other um, will just solve all of this because we all feel stronger about it. And then they can't say anything. We're 50% of the population. Like, no, leave her alone. Like, what are you doing? You know, that's it. That should be the end of it, yep. you know? And it's our job to end it, really. Um, are you guys born in North Carolina? Um, I was born in Rochester, New York. Um, okay. Pretty much born and raised in the South. And I feel like growing up here, there's even more of an expectation to be a perfect Southern lady and demure and gentle. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. This comes up a lot. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I actually I grew up in Japan. So like and I'm, I'm mixed. So my father's Japanese. My mother's American. But like this came up the other day in a bar conversation about like, hey, do you think that like, you know, Japan's more sexist than America or like the South's more sexist than the North. And honestly, like, I think that sometimes when you're looking at a different culture, it's obvious and you can see the sexism more because it's not your culture versus like if you're immersed in it, you it's like it takes you years to figure out like, hey, that's not cool. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's I think it exists everywhere, but it's different. And that's like and like the South. Yeah. Like there's like, you know, Southern culture for sure. And like that. But then the North, same thing, you know, catcalling every day. Like, you know, there's stuff that happens everywhere. And I think it's all the same. It's just the symptoms are different. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree that it's that it's it's everywhere. And a lot of the times it's really insidious and that can make it more difficult to address. Um, but I mean, I was homeschooled my entire life and raised by conservative Christian parents that told me that my uh, role in life was to be a wife, mother, and housekeeper. So there's that. Um, I've come a long way. Yes. <laughs> We're more than baby machines. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some good things to do in between the sets at Manifest in downtown Chapel Hill? Oh my gosh, a manifest. I mean, we're, you know, all the venues will be going and it'll be like listening rooms. So you should definitely float between the cave, the nightlight and the 506. They're literally on the same square block. So it's like super easy to go to. Um, otherwise, if you get there early, we're also, um, Graham Street is like a really cool street that has the yeah. beer study, which is the best, the best, 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 like craft brews you'd get anywhere and they have like a big list that tells you exactly what's in everything it's like really cool place to go there's the beer study and then there's baxter arcades you can do like some games there and then there's rumors as well rumors is actually printing off some t-shirts for manifest and they'll be on sale there rumors is like i guess a thrift boutique they have like yeah. the coolest clothes i saw a sweatshirt short sleeve sweatshirt with like hoodie pockets so you can buy that there uh. um, <laughs> and the Baxter's awesome um it's it's like i think putting it as barcade is kind of putting it lately because they went all out they've got like vintage pinball machines they've got mrs pagman they've just like everything that like that like the inner kid in you would would want to play it's there it's a great spot yeah and if you've been to carbro which is literally like the next block over you know there's like steel string brewery you can go get some craft brews from there you can go to open eye and get some coffee you know it's supposed to be the best coffee in the world i don't know if someone told me that um <laughs> and yeah you know what yeah. else am i think oh yeah. neil's deli weaver, weaver street market. market weaver street market is like it's i think it's i don't know how many years now but for several years in a row it's been voted like the number one spot to people watch <laughs> Um, and that is so true. It is such a great place to just like look at people being crazy and like absorbed in their yeah. homes. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. school kids, 
back alley bikes. I mean, we we really do love our town. And like Manifest was sponsored by local spot. Like we purposely looked for local sponsors and because, you know, we wanted this to be a community kind of thing. You know, like, do you think this is important? And the sponsors that we do have who are local, like thought this was important and signed on with us. So, I mean, we love our town because we have a town full of people who would think that this is a good idea and understand that it's a good idea. And support it Ugh. without Ugh. question. Yeah. yeah. Like, of course, we want to donate money to this. This is this is a good thing. <laughs> and it's like bringing the community together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Like, we didn't have to explain anything. <laughs> like, why is this important? <laughs> so the overall reception to Manifest has been pretty good then? No haters? Uh, we haven't gotten any haters yet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If they're I mean, out there, they're not really saying much. I haven't heard anything yeah. or anyone be opposed yeah. to the um, idea. I think the lineup is really strong, and I think people see that too. So, yeah. are there any like particular acts that y'all are super stoked for? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I booked a lot of it, so like I'm stoked because every one of those bands, like I kind of geek out about. So like, I mean, for me, this is like, oh, it's my festival. You know, it's just yeah, like I love so everyone like... there. You know, like I'm just so stoked to see. I'm really stoked to see everyone, and I'm going to make it to all the shows. So, do you, do you? I mean, I love. I mean, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to see like Pinkwash, Tomboy. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Literally, every name on that list is someone that I feel really strongly about, and like, I'm so glad that they're coming. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's just like I, I feel really strongly about these people, and they're all. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like from the booking emails that I, I went over, it just seemed like nobody was. There was no like awkwardness or suspicion and like here we are like you don't know who we are like we have no former introduction like we have no relationship at all um and we're just like reaching out to these people and the reception is not just like okay well tell me a little bit more about yourself <laughs> it's like oh my god this is awesome where do we sign when this is perfect um so i'm really excited about about all of the acts i'm excited about tomboy i'm excited to see um, pie face girls. Um, I just, I think that the whole thing is, is remarkable and, and really special. And I can't, I can't wait to like meet the bands mm -hmm. and like, just like, finally it's here. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me feels like, like, you know, we are going to be the group of people that pushes this through, you know, and like, it's really cool to see all those people in one room because, you know, we do have touring bands and then we have local bands who are spread off across the triangle, really. And like to get you know, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Carbro, get those kids together along with like, Phil you know, Pennsylvania, like Florida and like East Coast bands is going to be, it's going to create a bigger movement. And I think it's important that we know each other, yeah. you know, in the future. Yeah. And like, I'm really looking forward to that aspect. And all of those bands are like taking a little piece of this home with them. Mm -hmm. So there's no telling like what kind of growth or like ripple effect that this this festival will have. Where can people who are listening find out more about the lineup and who's playing? Yes. www.manifestmusicfestival.com. And you can also type in manifest uh, into Facebook and it's a Facebook event. I don't know. I just type in manifest and it comes up. But that's probably because I'm like on it <laughs> on there all the time <laughs> i think it would like if you don't haven't visited the page yet it would be manifest 2016 um and that'll give you um i think we posted the mm -hmm. schedule there yeah um that'll give you the schedule for both nights that will give you ticket price information um one of the things that was really important to erica and i was to keep this be just have it affordable 
Um, we want to make sure that uh, that everyone has an opportunity to come out. Um, uh, tickets for both days are $20 advance, $25 day of. Um, and you can also get venue-specific tickets for, mm -hmm. is it 10? Mm -hmm. Um and single day mm -hmm. for 15 mm -hmm. is that right so yeah we wanted to keep it we wanted to keep it affordable a lot of the bigger festivals are just kind of out of the price range of a lot of folks and um it was important to us to to make sure that that it's it's affordable and it's it's not some crazy high price mm -hmm. Are the shows all ages? Okay, so the all ages thing's a little tricky. Uh, the only venue that is not all ages is the cave, um, but the other two are, so you could still go to the festival and you could enjoy the 506 and the nightlight and those uh, bills are stacked, so. Yeah. Do you believe in fighting bigotry and injustice with music? Absolutely. Ab absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. What better way to do it? Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like there is an anger that is not constructive, and I feel like there's an anger that is more of a righteous indignation that's especially right now really palpable with certain politicians' um, comments about certain things and ways that they believe is okay to treat women. Um, I believe that using righteous anger, using that energy, um, absolutely has the power to affect change. Um, and I think that people are much more likely to listen to what we have to say when it's in music form and it's, you know, music being an, an, inter an entertainment issue, you know, like, well, we're here, we're going to sing our songs. Um, I think it's an absolutely valid tool for fighting bigotry. Mm -hmm. I think there's something about rock and roll that's always been like a power that empowers and like when you go to shows like you feel you know you put music on you feel empowered like and I think that is the mechanism at work here and I think that when you have music like punk music that empowers people to be themselves like that is going to ripple through everything and like part of me feels that like if we can make this change in music like this is going to ripple through everyone that comes to their show is going to take a little piece of this punk rock back home to the office to the lab everywhere and they're going to be a little stronger for it and like I really believe that and I, I know that I've felt that as a music fan and like I feel that if we create that space for like marginalized peoples they would feel that way and bring that home with them and they would be stronger for it and like that's the bottom line is empowering everyone, you know? If you could hang out with any rock star from throughout history, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> John Lydon. Who's that? <laughs> Do I know that person? <laughs> the, he was the front man for uh, the Sex Pistols. Oh, what? You and the Sex Pistols? That dude knows, knows what's know up, man. He's, he's honest and he's angry. Um, honestly, like, I've been having this, like, I've been thinking lately about how fun it would be part. It would be to party with Janis Joplin. Like, I, I, mean, like, I think, I think that, that we would have, have like the craziest night. night. Like, <laughs> but like, no, like I really feel like that. Um, as far as like what I've seen from interviews, she's like, "Hey, yeah, you should come to San Francisco. We'll have a drink." And that's how she talks to everyone. And I think that's like the coolest person. And like, she just seems so like like just pure light. And I would love to hang out with her. <laughs> We'd have so much fun. <laughs> I love that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I feel like we've covered pretty much everything. Um, I would definitely like to emphasize the fact that this is a festival for everyone um, and that all are welcome um, and that the more the merrier and the more diverse the merrier, you know. Definitely. Introduce yourself. Party. Say hi. You know, we're all here together on this planet. So, like, 
Let's make it, let's make it good. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Erica Libero. When I'm not rolling on the floor with Henbrain, I'm listening to WKNC. Hi, I'm Sarah Shook, and when I'm not screaming into a mic, I'm listening to WKNC.